Bienvenidos, I'm your host Lore, and this is Creepy Chisme. Warning, some stories and information on Creepy Chisme may be triggering and are not suitable for all, especially young children. Please listen with caution. Thank you. mi gente bienvenidos happy freaky friday i miss you guys but i promise i am coming back i promise i have a really good story for you today and i was trying to keep it short and sweet but the more i dived into this story let me tell you y'all it is crazy so let's get right into it so this is actually about a family who i never heard of but the the way i found this story was i wanted to look up like who was the first serial killer in america and the bender family popped up and then i wanted to research more on like women who kill evil women okay and the bender family popped up again so i'm like who is this bender family so then i started reading on them and i couldn't believe it then i started listening to some podcasts on them and i'm just like what the hell all right so let's get right into the legend of the bender family in april of 1873 in labette county kansas a family that murders together stays together right That's what the Bender family thought. So before we begin, I need to explain something. So the Homestead Act of 1862 is how this story begins. And if you're not familiar with this, it was pretty much signed by President Abraham Lincoln. It gave the U.S. citizens or future citizens, so immigrants, European immigrants, um, it would give them like up to a certain amount of land, like 160 acres of public land, provided that they would live on the land, make it better, and use the land for resources. Now, of course, for a small fee, (laughs) they would give them the land, but honestly what the act really was doing and I had to research this a little um it pretty much was forcing natives to move out of their land and then the president was selling their land claiming it was his so after the civil war the Osage Indians I believe it's Osage I'm so sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong but it's O-S-A-G-E Osage Indians were forced out of Labette County and this is pretty much what created the Kansas Territory which was available to European settlers so by October of 1870 five families moved into this specific area and one of those families were the Benders so they owned 160 acres of property and their property was very close to the Asaji Trail. They literally faced the Asaji Trail. They could see travelers passing by. So the family's freaking weird, okay? <laughs> and like as I was reading this, I kept thinking of the family on House of a Thousand Corpses, if you've ever seen that movie. That's the type of people I pictured while reading this. <laughs> So they're they're weirdos. So we have John Bender Sr., who was about 60 years old. He spoke with a very heavy accent. They were thought to have been of German descent, so he had a heavy German accent. Then he was with his son, John Bender Jr., who was about 25. And he had this weird habit of, like, laughing all the time for no reason. So the people in the area would call him a halfwit because he was 
crazy. So um, later in 1871, after the men had come and built on the land, they built themselves a little cabin, a barn, um, a well. The women finally arrive. And the women, we have Elvira Bender, who was uh, known as Ma. And she was about 55 years old. She didn't speak any English. She didn't understand it. And one thing about Elvira was she was a mean, nasty woman. People actually called her the she-devil because she was so mean. But the worst of them was 23-year-old Kate. Now, Kate, oh, Kate, she was beautiful. She spoke her English very well. And she was a self-proclaimed healer and psychic who, well, (laughs) she claimed she was a psychic and she claimed that she could also cure illnesses and she would give lectures on spiritualism. She advocated for free love and because of her free spirit, she drew many to the Bender property. So on the property, like I said, they built themselves a big old cabin, a barn, a well, they had animals, living the American dream, right? So in their cabin, They had this huge curtain that pretty much went right down the middle of the cabin. And on one side was their living quarters where they had their beds, their, you know, personal stuff. On the other side of the curtain, they had built themselves like a little shop. Because remember, they live by the Osage Trail. You know, they want to make a little profit off of the travelers that are passing by. You know, give them a place to stop and rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see where this is going. But anyway, um, yeah, they. it was kind of like what would be an Airbnb in that time, you know? Because they actually let people, you know, stop there, take a rest for the night, and leave in the morning. So while the people were staying there, they would cook for them using food from their farm and they would give them a nice place to sleep but what people didn't know at the time was that the place was anything but welcoming. So in May of 1871, almost immediately when Ma and Kate had arrived, a man was found in Drum Creek which was just southeast of the Bender's land, very close to their property. Now the man's skull was crushed and his throat had been slashed. By February of 1872, two more men were found with the exact same injuries, head crushed, throat slashed. Later that fall, travelers started disappearing off the Osage Trail. More bodies were found with similar wounds and people began spreading the chisme. We know how that goes. So some of the travelers were so scared that they actually avoided the trail altogether because people were just disappearing. But finally, the disappearance of one man started all the drama. So his name was George Newton Langer. Now, George and his daughter, who at the time was 18 months, had left Kansas after the death of his wife. They were headed to Iowa, but they never made it to their destination. So this guy, his name's Dr. William Henry York. He was George's neighbor in Kansas, and he actually gave him a horse and a carriage to get them to the town they were trying to get to. But eventually he received word that the wagon he had lent him and the horses were found abandoned near Fort Scott, Kansas. So by the spring of the next year, 1873, I believe it was like end of February, early March, Dr. William Henry York decided that he was going to go look for his neighbor because what happened to him? You know, he had just lost his wife. He just had his baby with him. You know, 
He wanted to check on him. So what he does is he starts to journey down the Osaji Trail and pretty much he just asks everyone he meets if they've seen or know of George and his daughter. But as he's venturing the trail towards Fort Scott, he finds that someone was using his wagon and had purchased it from someone else. He even found some strangers wearing George's clothes and the little girl's clothes too. However, on the search for um, his friend, he hit a dead end. Literally. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not funny. It's not funny. Don't laugh, Lore. Don't laugh. But he decides that he's going to turn back because he's not coming. He's not finding anything. Nobody knows who he's talking about. He's going to go back. So on the way back, he decides to stop at what was now known as the Bender Inn. Dr. William Henry York was never seen again. But here's where the Benders fucked up, y'all. Dr. York came from a very well-known and famous family at the time. He had two brothers, Colonel Ed York and Senator Alexander M. York. So yes, Alexander, his brother, was a member of the state senate, and his brothers immediately form a search party of over 70 men to search for their brother. They knew where he was going, they were going to also follow the trail and look for him. Well, their plan worked because the search led them right to the Bender Inn. So in mid-March 1873, they go to the property and of course the Benders are like, we don't know shit about a Dr. York, get out of here. But John Bender Jr. opens his damn mouth and he's like, but I bet I know what happened to him. I Bet he was met with foul play down by Drum Creek. He literally said that. <laughs> so, yeah, he, so John, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just, like, he totally outed himself, you know? But anyway, so John, John is like, you know, I was down there actually at the time you're telling me your brother was here and somebody was shooting at me, so maybe they shot your brother and you'll find him down by the creek. Yes he said that. So anyway, so the brothers are like, there's no evidence. We're getting a bad feeling here, but we don't have any evidence to convict them. So they leave. They leave. But Colonel York, he's still like, no, something's not right. I'm going to continue to investigate these people. They're weird. So he kept an eye out on the benders, which means I like him because his intuition must have been really good. And his intuition was good because in the month of April, he returns to the Bender Inn, and this time he's got evidence. So Colonel York is, he's just sitting and chilling with the Benders. Now remember, Elvira Bender, mom, she didn't speak English or she didn't understand it. So he's pretty much just talking with the younger Benders, John Jr. and Kate. So he tells them that he, he heard a story, right? He heard some chisme that a woman was here at your inn, but she managed to run away when Elvira, the mother, threatened her with a knife and a pistol. But as he's explaining this to John Jr. and Kate, Miss Elvira starts going off, okay? Remember, she doesn't understand English. So she just starts going off. And <laughs> she's like trying to kick Colonel York and his men out. Like she's done. She don't want them there. So everyone is pretty much like, oh, so she does understand us. And why is she so angry? So Elvira is pissed and she wants them out. But lovely Kate Bender is like, you know what? Everyone calm down. I can help you. Remember, I'm psychic. I'm going to help you find your brother's grave. <laughs> oh, these people. Yeah, so she's like, come back in a few days and I will help you find your brother's grave. Well, during this time, more people are disappearing, okay? 
and the surrounding neighborhoods, counties, communities, whatever the hell they're called, they have a giant like community meeting. They're just like, we can't take this anymore. Too many people are disappearing. We have to search the grounds. So like from one end, so from Big Hill Creek all the way to Drum Creek, they're going to search and they're going to find, like if they can find any of these people who have disappeared. Now, Colonel York was at this meeting and so was John Bender Sr. and Jr. And guess what? A few days after that meeting, some locals noticed that the animals on the Bender property are starting to look really malnourished and they even found some that had passed away. So the local officer, he finds the entire property has been abandoned. So the Benders are gone. They split, they're out of there. But as they're searching the property, there's a really bad smell coming from a trap door that they found under one of the beds. It was completely nailed shut. But at this time, tons of people are like, remember, these townspeople love achievement. So somebody told somebody that the benders are gone, their property's empty, their animals are dying. So all these people start coming, shovels ablazing, and they are ready to tear it up. They're going to dig the entire property. Now I want to warn you, what I'm about to describe is not for the faint at heart. So beware. So in the cellar, under the trap door, they don't find any bodies. But my goodness, the smell was awful. So what they did see was that blood had soaked through the cement floor down into the dirt. So then they go to dig in the family's vegetable garden and their orchard. Now here they find the body of Dr. York in a very shallow grave. Like they didn't even try hard, yo. He was just there. And most of the other bodies as well were in shallow graves. Like they didn't even try hard to dig them down into the ground. So they spent all night digging and by morning they had found a total of 10 bodies. But that's not it. They also found dismembered body parts. So all the victims had the same wounds. They were bashed on the head and slit on the throat, except one victim. Now remember Dr. York's young daughter? Well, they didn't physically harm her. Thank goodness. They did it worse, yo. They buried her alive. La pobrecita. Oh my gosh. But most of the bodies had also been indecently mutilated. And if you don't know what that means, pretty much means they messed up their genitals. That's all I'm going to say. So according to one survivor, though, this is what they think would occur at the Bender Inn. So a traveling guest would stop at the Bender Inn and they would be invited to dinner as the guest of honor. Now remember I told you in the cabin there was a sheet that was separating their living quarters from the front shop. Alright, so in this shop there was also a dining table, a very big dining table. And the guest of honor would sit in front of the curtain, right, where one of the men would then come from behind through the curtain and slam them on the head with a hammer. Now, one of the women would then slit their throat to make sure that they were dead, and they would strip the body and dump the body into the cellar. Now, you would think that the benders would maybe have killed these travelers, right, to steal their valuables, take their possessions. But according to the evidence, a lot of these bodies were buried with their valuables, which leads many to believe that the benders killed for fun and nothing more. Now, in the home, 
they also found a Bible with notes inside of it. Now here's the craziest part, y'all. So John Bender Jr. was really known as John Gibbart. Now neighbors also claim that John Jr. and Kate were not siblings at all, but they were actually a married couple. Other than Ma and Kate, they were not really related. So Elvira was actually named Elmira Mark and had multiple kids and husbands who mysteriously died of head injuries in Germany. John Sr. was born John Flickinger and came from Germany or possibly the Netherlands. And Kate was related to Elvira. She was her fifth born child and was actually named Eliza Griffith. Crazy, right? So they weren't even family, but for some reason they decided to name themselves the Benders. So Dr. York's brother, Alexander York, and Governor Thomas Osborne offered a huge reward for the family's capture. Now, the only factual evidence in this story is that 12 miles north of the Bender property, they did find their horses abandoned. Now, here's where things get a little crazy because you know how the chisme is, y'all, and how it spreads. Stories change the more you tell them, so... So here's some of the outcomes that people think happened, or some of the chisme, okay? So some people say that John Jr. and Kate traveled by railroad to an outlaw colony near the border of Texas and New Mexico, but law enforcement wouldn't go to this area. Not sure why, that's all it says. There was a detective that came out and said that he tracked John Jr. to the border and found that he died of apoplexy. Some people also reported that Ma and Pa Bender had fled towards St. Louis, Missouri. Many years after these crimes, two women actually traveled together um, and were accused of being Kate and Elvira Bender. Many groups also, throughout the years after the crimes, had claimed to have caught and killed the Benders, but none had actual evidence and just wanted the cash reward. In 1884, there was a man who investigators said matched the description of Pa Bender, or John Bender Sr., and was arrested in Idaho for a murder committed with a hammer. Hmm. The man also tried to escape while waiting for his conviction by severing his foot. He ended up bleeding to death and decomposed before any identification could be made. In 1889, a mother, Elmira, and daughter Sarah Elizabeth were arrested for larceny in Michigan and were accused of also being Elvira and Kate Bender. But when they were brought to Kansas, the panel that was set to judge them were just like, no, that's not them. So yeah, there's, I mean, the list is endless. I'm not going to read all of these of what happened to them, what people think happened to them. But all in all, y'all, they never caught them. They never caught them. So I'm sure somewhere off in the distance, there's more stories because these people loved to kill for fun. And you don't just go away and stop. Like if it's something you enjoy mentally, you're obviously evil. These are evil, vile people. Even if they ran away, they still continue to do what they did. You, I, you can fight me on it. But what I can tell you is that the story of the vendor spread all across the country and even years later, people come to the land where the Bender Inn is said to have sat and thousands of tourists flock to the area. So yeah, people love to visit the property, see if they can find anything. <laughs> I don't think there's anything left there because... They actually, like, things they did find on the property, I believe some hammers. There was some hammers, a stained knife, 
uh, were claimed to have been taken and put into Cherryvale Museum. The story of the Benders, or what people like to call this the legend of the Bloody Benders, has inspired many writers um, with stories they've written, movies. There is actually a movie called Bender. It didn't have a great rating, so I didn't even care to watch it, but maybe one day I will. So yeah, like I said, they were never caught, or so we think they were never caught. Remember, when you spread cheese it's never completely 100% true. <laughs> but the one thing I can say is there were many innocent lives taken in this situation, and whatever the reason, it wasn't right, and it's really sad that that happened. But if it is true that their identities are not who they claim to have been, I want to know why. Like, why did they change their names? Did they do this in Germany? Um, is it true that Elvira killed her own kids and husbands? Like, hmm, maybe she was the, uh, <laughs> the start of it all. Just so we're all clear, I learned that it's not Osage Trail, it's Osage. <sighs> so sorry about that, y'all. It's the Osage Trail. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that story. It was a little long, but you know what? That's okay, because I didn't give you guys an episode this week. So, hope you enjoy that creepy story. Don't have nightmares. <laughs> and I will see you guys in two weeks. I will be posting my first full episode again on September 1st, but if I have time like I did this week, stay tuned for my Freaky Fridays and don't forget to find me on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook groups, all of that. Just search Creepy Chisme. Hello to my new listeners. I see you guys. I've gained so many new listeners. I'm so excited for you guys. Use this time to catch up on any old episodes you haven't caught up with yet. Remember, I am waiting for your stories. I want to hear your stories or experiences. You can always email me at creepychismeforyou at gmail.com. That's the number 4-Y-O-U at gmail.com. Gracias por escuchar y nos vemos pronto. Creepy Chisme is created for entertainment purposes only. Thank you for listening and don't forget... Stay creepy.